Cannon Busters. Let's talk about it. <laughs> this week on Shonen and Suds. Cody! It's hard to really be excited after watching this shit this week. Cody, how the hell are you, man? <laughs> oh, we're starting early. Chris, we're just Jesus. getting started. I need to drink of this right now. Oh, man. Huh. But I'm Cody Snodgrass. Chris, I'm I'm okay. Excellent, excellent. I am Chris Adams, and welcome to Shonen and Suds. As you can tell, man, we are... This was... You know what, Cody? I'll start with this. We were due for a dud, right? We've, we've had nothing but bangers, pretty nonstop. Even like the original Vampire Hunter D, while it wasn't the best, it wasn't like this turd. Yeah, this is far and away the worst thing we've watched, I believe. I'll, let me, I'll pull up the list while we're talking, just to make sure I didn't... Yeah, this... This is no. I, I think you're right. This might be worse than like the later seasons of um, Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah, this might be worse than the Seven Deadly Sins movie. Like this is bad. This is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, ugh. and I, yeah. like the intro. And... The intro, like you watch the intro and you're like, oh, I'm in. This sounds. This is actually nice, oh. especially when the intro starts picking up and the girl starts singing. Oh, dude, it's an awesome little fucking R and B bop. I'm like, man, this is a good little like bouncy kind of hip hop. I was, I was like, I love this shit. And like, here's the thing. I remember. All right, so Cody. So we got the person that said, hey, you know, the intro is one of the best. And I was like, okay, that's cool. But I I remember watching the first episode. I was like, nah, not that good. Man, man, I, Evangelion's better. Man, you know, just being real, just contrary and ornery about it. But then, like, by about three episodes in, Cody, I'm fucking singing along with the theme song, man. It's like stuck in my head. I'm like, I'm singing into the bar of soap in the shower. You know how that shit goes. <laughs> yeah, it it definitely. Uh, it's a bop, man. Yeah, it, when I first started listening to it, I until the girls started singing, I was like, uh, this is fine, but. It's kind of generic at first, then old, then my girl kicks in and just whoo. Yeah, I think Peter on Twitter he called it bootleg Rihanna, and I love that. <laughs> yes, yes, one hundred percent. But it was good. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, the intro and, can only last so long, Chris, and then we have to. Actually yeah, because eventually the bell has to ring. Right, eventually the show has to start. That's right. Fuck. And from there, it it honestly gets worse as the episodes go on. I think. I think. Well, except with exceptions to like episode nine. Because mm-hmm. uh, episode nine is just the worst thing we I've watched all year, without a shadow. Yeah, it's that, a, like completely worst thing I've watched. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's this show's definitely a turd. What's a shame is Cody is there are some like moments where you're like, okay, I like it. like because I'll be like, there's some characters I do like in the show. Like I'm not gonna lie, I got a soft spot for old Casey Turnbuckle. That's my that's my favorite. <laughs> and I think it's just that the last name is Turnbuckle, but no, like I, I like that character. It's just a fun little whimsical robot just looking for their place in the world. But like all the other characters, I could really just take it or take or leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, but we'll, we'll get into all that, though. Yeah, we will, because we're going to gloss over a lot of the show, because, Cody, I think just from us talking, all of the interesting stuff about this show happened beyond, behind the scenes. With like with like fucking shitty Kickstarters, people just now getting, uh, you know, what the stuff, their their backer rewards, um, <laughs> very much a, a take the money and run kind of story. So this is kind of exciting. I'd rather talk more about that than the actual fucking show. Yeah, I think uh, I think we'll spend a good 10 minutes talking about the entire series and then we'll talk about the drama. That's and, exactly. Uh, um, but we actually got some news this week, too, Chris. Um, 
Some that yeah, you're... a couple pieces of news. Yeah, one that you're very excited about, obviously, is this new Castlevania series. So you know more oh, about this God. than I do, obviously, just because you played the games. Um, mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about that. So so they've announced that they're, they're, the next Castlevania series on Netflix is going to be based on probably the best story in the Castlevania lore, and that's the Rondo of Blood, Symphony of the Night story. Um, which is definitely one of the best, though. I, again, I would say I would not have been upset if they chose like Arya, Dawn of Sorrow, like that. But basically, this is, it's going to follow, you know, Richter Belmont, who's pretty much a long descendant of Trevor. So we're going to be we're we're jumping into the future here. Um, obviously, Alucard. What we if we learned anything about vampires this, these last couple months, Cody, is they don't age a day. So. We're, we're still going to get to see Alucard in all his glory, but we're going to see him hopefully interact with Richter, and I and we're going to meet a new character named Maria, who's pretty much just going to take the place of Sypho. Um, oh. And if you've never played Rondo of Blood or Symphony of the Night, you're fucking up, because they're two fantastic games. Now, it looks like they're saying Richter is the son of Sypho and Trevor. I don't know if that's accurate as to, like, as, I, far, as far as the certain. game lore goes. But like that's how they're. Gonna I don't make think this. that's right. But I don't find if that's how they're going to do it. Um, as long as they tell the story of Richter, right? I always thought because I always thought it was like Trevor, Simon, and then like two others, then Richter. Yeah. Now Richter isn't Richter the main character of the first game, or am I getting that wrong? No, Richter is the no the the very first Castlevania is Simon Belmont. Simon Belmont's like the primary protagonist. So Simon's the first, the first two. two, then okay. Yeah, and then okay. Trevor Belmont is the third one. The only reason I really honestly even know the name Richter is because of uh, Smash Brothers, to be com- yep. completely open. Uh, I've played mm-hmm. very little of the first Castlevania, and then i played very little of Simon's Quest, though. Yeah, well, I, I, I recommend by... everybody right now, get, yeah, but... if you don't have them. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Just by the time this comes out, I'll, I at least, need, at least need to play Symphony of the Night, because I've heard literally nothing but gas comes from that it's... game, so one of the best games ever made it's a clinic on how to do an action platformer a metroidvania style though that may change with this new metroid coming out but um if you have a playstation 4 play i don't know if it's on i don't know what the playstation 5 store looks like but you can literally buy castlevania requiem which is a a two-pack of symphony of the night and rondo of blood get them both 10 bucks best 10 bucks you can spend because they're both fantastic games and rondo of blood is fucking hard that is a hard, hard game. Yeah, I'm to be honest, I'm pretty bad at like Metroidvania games uh, at, in general. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I can play some some platformers, but Metroidvania is a, a whole nother league, uh, at least in yeah, my opinion. Um, yeah, yeah. No, and that's fair. But Symphony that, of the Night is the Chef's Kiss, right there. <laughs> no, that's the one, man. It's the it's the it is the pinnacle of that style. And not only did we have this Castlevania announcement, like, basically Netflix did this whole Geeked Week thing, where they were announcing mm-hmm. all kinds of cool stuff on Twitter. Um, yeah. They also gave us, like, an update, and I forgot to even message you about this, because I think we were both tagged in the post that we saw on Facebook, but we saw some mm-hmm. more updates to the uh, Cowboy Bebop live-action movie, or yes. live-action series. It wasn't much, it was just, like, the main three or four characters, and, like, they just played the intro in the background. Mm-hmm. But it definitely... I'm in. It definitely helps, yeah. It definitely helps build the anticipation for it because it. They seem like a good cast of characters. I'm, I'm in, man. I'm. 
Yeah, absolutely. And um, and I, I do genuinely think that a, a show like Cowboy Bebop, since there's not really much over the top to it. I mean, it's a it's a futuristic Western. So I think that's something and we and we've seen that done in live action and we've seen it done well. And I, I think this is going to be no exception. I think I, I'm prepared and I kind of hope it doesn't follow the same story path because the older I get while I love while Bebop is I love it. I love how each episode is kind of a bite-sized thing. I really would like to see a more conducive connecting story with the live action. I'd love to see more of like the vicious stuff and you know what I mean? That's kind of what I want to see. I don't want, I do not want them to try to follow the anime. Yeah. I hope, I hope they still stick to like the, you know, our main cat crew here, like our main cast. Yes. Um, but I don't want them to have to do like some of the random spin-off stories that they do. Um, yeah, but I don't I, want them I think... to have like Asimov, Katarina, then eventually get to all this stuff. Like, I don't want them to follow the anime. Like, give us more of the vicious stuff and the syndicate stuff. You know what I mean? Which I think will be a lot easier to digest, honestly. Um, yes, but yeah, I think my I mean my hopes are through the roof already. So there's they can. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I I do have faith that this will probably be like the best live action adaptation. Um, yeah. Granted, I haven't seen some of like. There's plenty of live-action adaptations that are done in Japan only that we really don't get to see much of in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I'd love to check out one day, like, like the couple Death Note short series that they have over there. Um, mm-hmm. But I think this could possibly lead the way to something more like that, like, that will get more, you know, animation remakes in the form of, like, a television show rather than just some kind of, like, shitty cram the whole series into a movie type thing. Yeah. I agree, and I think that's I think that's a smart way to do it. You know, bring bring that to us because you know movies have loved borrowing plots from animes. You know, Hollywood has done that for years, decades even. Now, if they, I'd love to see them turn that into like the streamable series. One hundred percent, I am on board with that, Cody. Yeah, but um, and that's not the only news we got this week, Chris. Mm-hmm. We also got. Let me scroll to it. <laughs> we got our we got our villain. And I, I don't know if we have a name for this guy yet, but we've seen the villain for the, the new My Hero Academia. Yeah, uh, we've World got Series. a name, Cody. It's Osmosis Jones. Osmosis Jones, Chris. He, uh, uh, man, you like, you know, he, uh, he can't win in the movie because that, that wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Like, this guy just doesn't even. He better have <laughs> some serious fucking powers, is all I'm saying. I was really excited for this movie. I saw all the new outfits for Bakugo and Deku and Todoroki, and then. You send me this picture, and I'm just like, that's that's what we're fighting here. Like, swing and a miss. Hopefully, he's got some side villains that are way cooler than he is. Because, uh, mm-hmm. oof, Osmosis Jones. Uh, yeah, man, not not a, not a fan of the design, but like, I don't know. We'll see. Like the other two My Hero movies have done right by me, and hopefully this one will do the same. But like, that's the whole thing with superheroes, right? Like a su- a good superhero needs a good villain. And I don't know if this is going to be it just based on looks alone, but, you know, I'm not going to judge a book by its cover. Regardless, he's going to get his ass beat by a bunch of teenagers, and it's going to be fantastic. Yep. Um, yep. And I, we're going to see maybe a chess pose. I don't know. I don't know. Now, Chris, it is uh, I, You heard me. I already cracked mine. Uh, so I'll, I'll ask the question to you this time. What, Chris, what are we drinking this week? Well, Cody, you know, I think you'd be proud of me. I'm actually uh, doing one of the St. Louis specials here, Cody. I, you know, coming off of, a, you know, my birthday is actually tomorrow. 
But this past weekend, me and my wife kind of celebrated, you know, you know, just kind of hung out together, did stuff. We had a nice, uh, you know, like nice steak dinner, all that stuff. Well, I bought myself, you know, some Bud Light Lime because it's been hot. So, Cody, I am chuck, uh, choking, uh, not even choking it. It just goes down so smooth. A nice, refreshing Bud Light Lime. Well, Chris, I am right on par with you. Yeah, I just have one, a couple extra words, a couple extra letters at the end of mine. I have a, a sparkling uh. Bud Light Limerita. Oh man, we are great minds think alike. We we knew we needed something refreshing to wash the taste of this shit out of our mouth this week. That is right, and I don't know about you, Chris, but the summer heat is is here. <laughs> oh, it is beyond fucking here. Yeah. So, uh, anything cool and refreshing is getting us through, <laughs> getting us through these hot days, and Cannon Busters is not helping. So, no, it was definitely a dry stretch of desert road. That's for damn sure. <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, I don't, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm ready to dive into this. Do you have a you got like a tale of the tape for us? Unfortunately, for this. Yeah, begrudgingly, I've got a tale of the tape here. Um, okay. so we got Cannon Busters here. It's actually based on a comic of the same name, uh, published by uh, Udon. Uh, I want to say Udon and Devil's Due. Um, the comic came out in 2005. The anime adaption was actually released in August of 2019. Now. Cody, fun little story about this. Like this thing will start uh, the crowd, and and you know more of the details here. So, uh, it was created by Lashawn Thomas, um, and he started a uh, a Kickstarter for this back in twenty four. You know, to to fund the anime adaption of the show. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, here, here we are in twenty twenty one, man, and a lot of these uh, these rewards for these backers have been just met with silence yeah quite literal like and they've had 26 updates to this to this kickstarter campaign um but like if you go on my anime list i mean mm-hmm. the, <laughs> the, the they're not doing themselves any favors because apparently LaShawn thomas has deleted all of his social media oh um, my god like even like here i think if i click on this account suspended is all it says so like even the links Damn. to the social medias are still up on the Kickstarter pages, so it, it just feels really bad, um, especially for, like, the people that, I mean, <laughs> these people literally paid for the show to get made, and then this guy kind of gets signed to Netflix, takes the money and runs, and now he's got oh, now yeah. he's got the Yosuke, or Yasuke, the new Samurai yeah, yeah. show coming out. Uh, it just came out in April. Mm-hmm. But, like, where is, <laughs> like, I see here, five days ago, this guy says, still nothing. Like, That's I got fucking my, wild, dude. I got my Blu-ray, but I'm still missing the physical art book and the making of Cannon Busters Blu-ray. Uh, people talk about how they just got the first season on DVD, or the first episode on DVD. They got like they didn't even get the show on DVD. They got the pilot episode, and that's it. But, like that is crazy to me, dog. Yeah, it's just like a it's just a feel bad thing. It seems like, and like. I mean, I don't really support many Kickstarters, <laughs> so and because of reasons like for reasons just like this, Cody. Like, I'd be, I'd be pissed. Like, especially like if it's you know, if I enjoyed the comic series, it's like, oh fuck, I get a chance to to be a part of turning this amazing comic into an anime. <clears throat> Excuse me, and then it's like, oh yeah, silence, fucking crickets, dude. I'd feel really, really bad because I mean, it was it like the the goal was met relatively quickly, wasn't it? Oh yeah, I think there were some issues because I, 
maybe they didn't expect to get signed to Netflix. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I don't. I mean, th- it's it seems very shitty. Uh, <laughs> there's no real better term I can think of, but yeah, because it... the Kickstarter the Kickstarter started in 2014. It was in 2017 that they announced that Netflix was going to be released. Uh, was going to be released on Netflix. Yes, yeah, so um, I... and I want to say just this past February. Uh, Funimation has actually acquired the rights to the, the home video rights. So yeah, we're so going like, to see... It, yeah, it's like, I think it's out on DVD now. Like, you can just buy the DVD. Like yeah, it came people... out uh, about a month ago, honestly, yeah, about a yeah, month ago. Yeah, these people funded all the whole thing. So it just feels bad, because, like, you know it's never good when there's some sketchy shit going on, and then the creator deletes all of the social media accounts. Like, yeah. you know you weren't making... Uh, a good decision there to say the yeah, least. Yeah, that's 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 not cool, right? And you know, and maybe there's some reasons behind it that we don't know. Maybe there was maybe maybe he went beyond budget and didn't want to say anything to anybody. You know, maybe he paid for a bunch of it out of his own pocket, but still, right? Can, you know, if you're a creator who's doing something, I'd rather like delay it and communicate with the people backing you than just do the old dine and dash, you know what I mean? Yeah, I completely agree because people are very understanding. <laughs> Like a lot more yeah, understanding, especially that. right now. Oh yeah, like you could just come out and be like, "Hey guys, look, I goofed. Well, we're behind on all this stuff." And like the updates are very vague. Like they're not like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. You deactivate your Twitter account, and then now you got a new show coming out on Netflix. So like, I I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And what I, what I also really like about it too, Cody, you know, all that aside, I think just the whole idea of something like Cannon Busters, right? Like we've taken a uh, heavily anime inspired, you know, setting and world and, and tropes. And they, they've kind of given it this, like, I don't know, like I love the, like, what am I trying to say here? I, I want to think of the right way to word it. I love that there's a lot of like, black influence on it like the characters the dialogue the music um i like that it blends like the urban with the you know kind of cyber western anime i i I like what it does it gives some representation that you don't really see a whole lot of in anime like like truthfully all i can think of outside of this is like the boondocks right yeah, yeah, and I think LaShawn Thomas actually worked on the Boondocks as well. He has like yeah, a, he has like a pretty good like so, he... he has like a pretty impressive like career uh, up and mm-hmm. up until this Kickstarter issue, uh, which really kind of I mean, it kind of, it kind of just shits on the whole career that you've been working so hard to have. So it's it's re- very unfortunate um, that that happened. Yeah, there's it, but. Okay, well, it's okay though because this show's a turd, and <laughs> truth be told, I feel bad for all parties involved. Yeah, it uh, it just it tries to cram way too much into way too little episodes, and it doesn't even wrap up the story that it's trying to tell. Um, but yeah, yeah Chris, let's just—I—I I don't know about you, but I'm ready to dive in. You said you were yeah, saying something. Yeah, we'll, we'll, no, no, no. We'll start with our first episode, man. This is just the—it's uh, called high risk, low reward. This is kind of your your basic, uh, you know, your kind of intro episode where you're introduced to a lot of characters and you're you start getting glimpses of some of the backstory. Um, Cody, immediately my thought was like, okay, so we've got kind of a like a trigun type thing here. You've got this wanted, you know, you see all these wanted posters. Some people kind of know what he looks like. Some people are like, oh, you've got tattoos on your body. Clearly you're Philly the Kid. Um, 
but the main characters we we were introduced to are Sam, who is a she's a something something. Uh, what is her? Sam is an acronym for the type of robot she is. Um. Oh yeah, she says it about a thousand times, and I can't oh, remember. Special associate model. That's go. what she is. <laughs> so yeah, so basically she's like a friendship. She's a companion robot, not like in a dirty way, but just like a like you know she her whole shtick in this show is her making friends and like. You kind of get like these cool, like little ah, friend acquired, you know, like like achievement unlocked, friend acquired. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And, and you meet her and her traveling buddy, old Casey Turn Turnbuckle, who is another uh, robot of shorter stature. Um, Sam actually has the appearance appearance of, a, of like a beautiful young woman, definitely uh, you know pleasing to the eyes. And I guess is meant to just be a good looking companion, you know, normal human looking skin. Whereas like Casey Turnbuckle, straight up like short. 3PO from Star Wars, you know what I mean? Yeah, and they they definitely give off the vibes like as if this wasn't already copying Trigun enough. Um, they they definitely give off the vibes of I believe it's Meryl and Millie from Trigun. Yes, one that was the first thing I thought was like, oh, this is Meryl because they're they're kind of aloof. They're looking for somebody in particular, and I was like, okay, I, that's why I, I think as soon as I watched this episode, I bet I was like, Cody, I'm getting some big Trigun vibes from this show. Well, yeah, it's like um, it's like part western, part futuristic. Like mm-hmm. the only thing is, is Meryl and Millie are robots, and Vash the Stampede. I, I mean, I don't know if he's technically... an immortal Spike Spiegel. Yeah, an immortal Spike Spiegel, quite literally. Um, yeah, because we're introduced to our uh, you know our main character here, Philly the Kid, who we find out about him real quick. Cody's that he's immortal; he just cannot die, which presents, which I think is cool, but it also presents like the major problem in in the show. Cody, this guy is never in any danger. Never. It doesn't matter. He can't die. And he gets into some fucking perilous shit in this show. And it's like, like, Cody, you know, I'm I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but when he's like inside the plant and it melts his skin off his bones, I'm like, oh, for sure he's dead. Nope. Nope. <laughs> like if you can't melt his skin and bones, how the you it doesn't matter. At that point, there's nothing that can be done to this guy that puts them in any sort of mortal danger or peril. So I was kind of out of it almost immediately. I was like, yeah, don't care. Don't care. They're going to get to where they're going because this guy can't die. And there's nothing that says he can die. And also, his fucking companions are robots. They can't die either. Yeah, and I think they could have done something more because, like, every time Philly dies... First of all, the name Philly the Kid is awesome. I like that name. Yeah, I I do like that name. Very clever name. Uh, Yeah. And uh, the thing... Like every time he dies, he comes back and he gets like this new tattoo symbol of a number, yeah, like for how many times he's died. I think they could have easily fixed the issue of him never being in danger by giving him a set number. Yes, giving him a set number of lives. And Cody, who knows? Maybe you know the comic series. I think is is longer than this show, so maybe he does have a finite amount. Maybe that's something he doesn't find out until it's like, oh hey, you you can only die five more times. You know what I mean? So maybe. Maybe that's fine, but I agree with you. I think that's something that should have been front-loaded into the show to put him in a little bit more dire straits. Well, right? yeah, because like we keep introducing, like we keep getting introduced to all these different like villains of the weeks, um, and it's like none of you matter at all. Like, yeah, he could die ten times, and he's eventually going to kill you just because like who knows you run out of ammo. Like even in the right. first episode, like he gets like a giant hole blown in his chest, and then he just gets right back up, and he's like, oh. Yeah, All right. and Cody, what's crazy here is I think he ends up dying damn near like 40 times in the show because I think in the first episode, the first time he dies, the number nine shows up. And by like the end of the show, he's at like number 38 or some shit like that. 
it's, it's something something crazy like that. Um, but yeah, the the another cool thing that gets introduced in this episode is we see Philly's car. Uh, oh, 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 oh what's, what's it called? Bessie. Yeah. Our girl Bessie. Which is like this awesome, I want to say it's a Cadillac, I believe it is. Yeah, it definitely has that kind of like rockabilly, western Cadillac kind of style. Oh, yeah, um, sweet. But it's also a fucking GoBot. Yeah, Chris, this thing turns into a full-blown fucking mech transformer yep, a, known as the Raging and it's Bull. Raging Bull. Hell yes. I, I like see, that's what I'm saying, Cody. There's some really like like the bright spots are like shining. But then it's all weaved together with like fucking I don't know, not even fishing wire, man. Wet spaghetti noodles. <laughs> yeah, cuz like so they they basically they win like he, he meets up with this robot duo and they're wanting him to help him get to Gara's keep, which is just some. Yep, they're oh, looking we... for the Prince of Botica. Yeah, the, yeah, Prince Kelby of Botica. So we got like our Cause... our quote unquote story. With I'm using the loosest air quotes of all time here. Um, Indeed. But yeah, so they they take out these random group of bounty hunters, you know, weren't going to matter anyhow. Um, and then they get attacked mm-hmm. by like these royal hunter droids, and like the chase begins, and it, it it's a cool little chase. Like I think the first episode's probably. The best, in my opinion. Um, well, it sets up a pretty amazing kind of like, okay, well, we're we're in for a bit of a ride here. We're gonna have they're being chased by people from the kingdom. What the fuck is going on here? Like, why are they searching for him? Why is the prince at Gara's keep? What's going on? Like, it, it sets up a lot of questions. Yeah, and eventually this episode comes to a close where like they defeat the droids, but the raging Bessie the car and all with all of them inside of it. It's almost like they're like in a Megazord or something, I don't know. Like, yep. They're in like their own mech, and they fall down into this ravine below. Um, yep. And that's where episode one ends. Um, the big highlights yep. here, or like, I think the whole first episode's great. I think it's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, the highlights still being the intro and the outro. Um, mm-hmm. Well, and so Cody, I'm I'm glad you said that because episode two is actually my favorite. Um, and I the show you quickly realize with episode two that the show kind of follows a monster of the week with an overarching big bad formula. So every episode is, it, it's very similar in that regard to, you know, Cowboy Bebe to Trigun. So again, these very, the, these shows that clearly inspired this story, you, you see, you see a lot of those tropes in this. And the reason I like episode two is like, you know, I, I like kind of the grittiness of this one. Like, there's this realism to you're living in this kind of wasteland desert town, and you're bound to come across like the family of cannibals, right? That where you know the the leather face family, where you know what what are they called? The uh, uh, like I, I love Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm trying to think of the uh, the family. I can't remember the exact family's name, but I yeah, do know his name. His name is Thomas something. I'll pull it up while you're talking. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, they wear the they they turn the victims of the people they eat they eat the meat of the people that they capture, and they pretty much turn their skin into pretty much usable things, clothes, vessels for food, whatever. This is um, it the Hewitt family. The Hewitt family, yes, There's thank you. Yeah, that's exactly what uh what this family pretty much is, and I like this episode. I was like, oh, that's really cool, and I think it's funny that this is one of those times where it's like they think they've got Philly, and he, nope, they got him hung up on the hooks, ready to skin him up, and he's like, nope, he fucking whacks Mama with a broom, or shovel with a shovel, whacks Mama with a shovel, 
and they're basically you know, really the long and short of it is them you know breaking down coming to this uh this kind of home out in the desert where they meet this family only to find out that they're you know they're going to try to strip Bessie they're going to end up eating them and just taking all their wares that they've done to so many travelers before them yeah and they're and they're going to plan to sell off Sam and Casey obviously them being robots they're like I guess they're worth a lot of money for their scrap parts. Um, yeah. And basically they get divvied up because I think, I want to say it's Philly that gets attracted to, like, the daughter. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, because he's definitely a kind of a douchebag womanizer. You oh, know, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But, like, the whole motif with him, and we find out throughout this, like, he, he's an attractive dude and, like, women want him, but he, he smells like a <laughs> fucking foot. Like, like, apparently he just doesn't bathe. He's just, just stinks. Yeah, he stinks. Yeah, <laughs> and while while this is all going on, um, and they basically kill off Philly. I don't even remember how they kill him off, honestly. And then they got him hanging uh, up well, on, on the they meat. They poison him. They oh, poison. That's him. what it was. They poison him. She poisons his like tea or whatever because he's like he wants booze and they don't have any. So she pours like she's like I got something for your tea or coffee or whatever it is he's drinking. It turns out it's just poison. Right. And while that's going on, um, Mama Hitch's sons, whatever they're Old fucking. Tweedle D and Tweedle Dumbfuck, man. <laughs> they are, they're dumber than a bag of hammers, man. And I, and I, I like that. I kind of like that. Uh, like she makes you lose that they're pretty much inbred, right? Which you would very much expect from a, you know, a cannibal family. Right. That's very true. Um, but yeah, they basically they have Sam and Casey in this hole, and they like mm-hmm. electrocute them both, um, which causes Sam to go into like her rest mode. Um, yep. Chris, and then we go into this fucking crazy fantasy story where it's like. Sam's last time seeing the Prince Kelby, and they're like best friends, and they give each other necklaces, and yada, yada, yada. And then we see, like, the kingdom of Bodica, like, get attacked by, like, all these giant mech suits and, like, the sorcerer guy. Yeah, we go from, like, Western Wasteland to, like, we go from Trigun to Escaflone very quickly. Yeah, and I, 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 it's very hard to understand if I'm supposed to pay attention to this or not. But like, and then like in the even like these two episodes go together two and three and two and three yeah. are actually pretty good episodes. I, I I should be a little easier on those. Yeah, I would the, say like the first arc of the story is like really good, right? Yeah, like, I would say probably like, like the first four to five episodes are pretty good. I say four. I'll say four. Um, mm-hmm. after that it just dog shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, these two episodes like like Sam and Casey wake up and they get electrocuted again and then she goes back to sleep and then we see more of this like. This kingdom of Bodica being attacked, and like we clearly can tell that like I, I I don't know like this this is what Sam Sam's trying to get back to this Prince Kelby guy, um, mm-hmm. but it, it's very confusing because they're trying to tell two stories at the same time, and I think they're just trying to do way too much honestly. Um, right, and I think the problem I have with this is we haven't we haven't seen enough of the cuz i want to say here is where we find out like we meet the the main villain the big bad uh, guy named Locke the grand emperor Locke who is the king's like a strange son and it's like okay wait a minute you just introduced these characters to us you can't throw that kind of backstory at us you yeah. know what i mean yeah they they <laughs> Like they they throw new characters at you as often as they possibly can in this show. Um, but yeah, it's it's. Yeah. I didn't know if I was supposed to pay attention to this part when I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, what is this like fantasy dream she's having? Okay, this mm-hmm. is actual real. 
And then it's like, the more the show goes on, it's like, no, this is happening right now. And I'm like, well, I thought she was just fucking dreaming. <laughs> like, yeah. Because, like, then we see, like, I think it's in episode three where we see, like, the king sends off his his boy Odin, who's, like, his, his right-hand man. And he's like, hey, you got to mm-hmm. find Prince Kelby and take care of him and get him to Gara's Keep, basically, which is, like, the location we keep hearing about. We won't see anything about it until episode 11, but... It's exactly, exactly, and it. it I, I don't even know <laughs> how. How did Sam get separated from Kelby in the first place? Because like they, um, I want to say because last time were... I saw, they gave each other necklaces, and then the kingdom got attacked, and I was like, okay, yeah, and it was because they, um, she got like knocked off a cliff or something like that, and Odin took the prince, or like, Odin took the prince, oh, okay, and okay. let Sam come with them. That's right. I do remember that now. Now that you mention it, I do remember her falling. Okay. But yeah, but her whole shtick is I gotta get reunited with the prince. I gotta get back to the prince. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. And I remember how she gets found too, because it ends up being uh we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but the story sucks, so don't worry. Uh yeah. K- Casey ends up discovering Sam in like a junkyard because Casey I guess yep. is like a like an abandoned like Casey was pretty much an abandoned assistant robot like a mechanics assistant robot yeah and she's like collecting scraps and comes across sam later on um but yeah anyhow back to episode three philly kills mama hitch they basically uh i want to say they get past the two brothers or it's actually their sister that shocks them with like a, a taser gun and then they hop in bessie get bessie working and kind of just take off on their next story basically so um we got that going on, and then we have Odin meets up with Prince Kelpie, and they're es- he's escorting him to Gara's Keep. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of where our story just continues to go to, is Gara's Keep. But we have to have one, two, three, four, yeah, seven more episodes gonna... before we get there, Chris. Yeah, and literally all, all that kind of happens from here, um, like the next episode we're introduced to our other new character, uh, a guy named Nine, who was part of like the like the the twelve Ronin or something like that, and um, basically he's just a your your typical drunken samurai. Um, but Philly also thinks that Nine is like somebody like an assassin, like who's who's there to kill him. Um, this is the episode where Philly gets stuck in a plant. It's, it's like what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, and I actually thought Nine was going to be more of a character. Um, Dude, he's in this episode, and you don't see him until, like, haha, I'm gonna save the day, like, in episode 12. And it's like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah, well, because, like, even in the intro, it makes it seem like, like, not to be referring to Cowboy Bebop too much, but, like, we have our, we got, like, our, <laughs> we got, like, our Spike, we got our Faye, and, like, this guy seems like he's gonna be the next member of the bunch, like, yeah. and then, like, in the intro, it shows him fighting in, like, ten different fights, and I'm like, oh, okay, so he's gonna be, like, a main character. Yep. No, he's in like this episode and the beginning of the next one, and then he's just yeah, gone. See you later. <laughs> yeah, and like, and the thing is, Cody, you don't even see him again. You just don't. Yeah, they he... don't mention it. Nothing. Yeah, very, very odd. Um, but yeah, extremely yeah. odd. Yeah, and then we see like I want to say it's in the next episode. He meets up with like one of his. These Ronin, these samurai guys that he was with, uh, like a former member, and uh, yeah, basically... I want to say it, it was uh, it was seven that he met up with. Yeah, and they're a member of 
12, but they used to be 47, which is like, I think yeah. a nod to like the 47 Ronin. 47 Ronin. Yep. Um, but then I guess, I don't know. Yeah. I, and this is the episode that I was talking about. What really made me just go like, dude, whatever. You can't fucking kill this guy. Cause he gets trapped inside of like a plant that's making him like hallucinate. Mm-hmm. And literally the plants melt him down to skin and bones and nothing. And he just comes back to life. Yeah, so, like, you know, there's never anything that's going to cause a problem here. Like, Yeah, at this point, I was like, all right. Which I was already pretty much on that board, because, like, it's tough when you introduce an immortal character, and then you're like, well, so... How do we put this guy in danger? Why do I care that he's being hunted by bounty hunters? Don't the bounty hunters know he's immortal at this point? Well, you you would fucking think (laughs) so, right? Hasn't someone put fucking two and two together? (laughs) Yeah, like, the first guy who shot him in the face was like, nope, didn't kill him. I better tell the others. (laughs) Yeah, it's like... And he's well known. He's like Vash the Stampede. Like he's well known yeah. town to town. Like he owes gangsters money in this one town that they go to, and I'm, and he's like talking about. It's actually the next. We're just gonna move right. That's a good segue here, actually, mm-hmm. because the next Perfect. episode. They're so nine kind of goes off on his own little way. Um, I, I think he drinks all their beer and then he leaves. Um, Betsy, and that's why he leaves. He's like, "Ah, hey, you're out of beer. I'm out." That's also why he's one of the best. Fuck characters. you too, buddy. For us here yes. on Shonen and Suds. See, see, Cody, we're talking shit, but he was the smart one. He got away from this dumpster fire. He's like, oh, you're out of beer? Well, I guess I'm out. Enjoy this dumpster fire of a show. Absolutely. Well, because like, then we get to Madura City, and Philly's talking about wanting to sell off Sam and Casey mm-hmm. to settle a debt he has with a local gangster. Dumbass. <laughs> you're immortal. What don't you understand? <laughs> like, yeah, I can't no help debt. you anymore. Like, who is writing hey, this you, show? Yeah, you could be the ultimate. You could be the ultimate contract killer because you'll succeed every time. Yeah, like you have a debt with a local gangster. Fuck buddy, that guy, <laughs> buddy. This guy doesn't have enough bullets. <laughs> like, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, you could like just straight up kill him. Yeah, it's very stupid. Um, but nevertheless, they get to this town. It's like completely abandoned. Except for this, like, I, I, dude, I can't even understand what kind of weird plot device this supernatural thing is. But Sam finds yeah, it, the the fetter, I think, is what it's called. Or Sam finds this like, it, it seems like a mother and a daughter hiding in a closet, and then they just like disintegrate. And I'm like, all right, I I don't understand this. Um, but then Philly encounters this thing, and it's like this supernatural, whatever thing. That knows <laughs> this. This is when the the mortal thing just continues to piss me off, Chris, because this thing knows how Philly got his immortality, because it like can tell like the deceit that people have or something in them, and then yeah. it still tries to kill him. <laughs> like it's like, y- like <laughs> I know how you got how you are, but you know, it's like it's like a kid sticking a fucking fork in a light socket. You did it once and it hurt like hell, but you're gonna do it again. Yeah, it's like this thing just keeps trying to kill him, and it's like you just told us the audience how that he got know. how he got his immortality, which is like some stupid like his family got killed, and then he found some guy in the woods and he gave him immortality. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's like okay. yeah. We'll, we'll we'll go and say what happened. Basically, the king his family was killed by the kingdom of Vodka to get revenge. He I guess he 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 abandoned. He ran off into the woods while his parents got killed. And he ran into this sorcerer who gave him the opportunity, I will make you an immortal and you can seek revenge. And that's kind of his whole shtick. That's why he wants to get Degar's keep and that's why he wants to find the prince as well. Awful. Absolutely awful. 
just the yep. worst backstory I've ever heard in my entire life. Yep. It is like, it's almost, <laughs> it's like the horrendous version of how Demon Slayer Episode 1 goes. Like, <laughs> Demon Slayer Episode yeah. 1 is fantastic. It tells a way better way of like, I won't go into too many Re- spoilers. Family but, revenge. But a, like a family revenge story. So much better. Um, but Because like, you get this vibe from Philly that he doesn't give two shits about family. It's like, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe losing his family made him a bitter, broken man. But it's like... He doesn't whatever. really act like it. He yeah, doesn't even act like he's dude. on some like revenge path. It seems like he's just fucking trying it's to get his car dumb. to stop breaking down, which happens every single Literally episode. Literally in every episode. Yeah, literally. literally every episode. Um, but yeah, I don't even remember. They get away from this thing, and then they go to the next town. Um, yep. Next episode, we get to see some more of Kelby and Odin, which at this point kind of becomes a more interesting story than the yes, what's happening with Philly and Sam and Turnbuckle. Um, no, it <laughs> definitely does. And I, I do, like, I do start to gravitate more to the fantasy side of things. I like this kind of coming-of-age story on this prince. Because like I said, while this is going on, Locke has their father captive. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where you find out he's like an estranged son and yada, yada, yada. And he's just like, I can't believe you like threw me and my mother aside for your soft-ass prince. You know what I mean? Like, And let's be honest, Prince Kelby, is a, he's, he's kind of a bitch. He's kind of a baby back bitch. He hasn't really, you know, very pampered. Has not, you know, he's not a warrior. You know, Odin is... Like, look at Odin, look at Kelby. Odin's the fucking man. Absolutely. And we get to see Odin actually beat some beat some ass in this episode. Oh, dude, he, he beats a lot of ass in this show. Because, like, they get attacked by... I don't even know who these people are. I'm going to be honest, Chris. <laughs> yeah, there's some, some old rando magoos is really yeah. what they are. Um, And I can't remember, is this where... They meet uh, a girl from, like... Uh, uh, another town that's like a rival town and she's also been sent by the sorcerer Locke to like bring mm-hmm. the bring Prince Kelby back so basically Odin lays waste to everybody um, inc- and unfortunately like they lose all of their soldiers that they had with them so it's yep. just Odin, Kelby, and this chick from this yep and what I really like here I do like that they make this character um, I, I don't know what it's called that um, that skin condition mm-hmm. um but I like that this character has that. And I think that's just a very neat, subtle thing. Again, Cody, there's some really neat stuff happening here. I just wish it didn't suck so bad. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Um, it is. It's Turd Ferguson. Yeah, and I want to say, I could be wrong, but I believe the condition that you're talking about is vitiligo. vitiligo? I believe yeah. is what it's called. Um but yeah, it is very cool to see like any form like that being represented in anime is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. un- unfortunately, it, it had to be in this show because the show is just a fucking hot mess. But anyhow, um, they basically they have her captive, um, and for some reason, like even though she says she's like from the rival group uh, of the the Bodikins, I believe is what the actual townspeople are called. And she said she's been sent by the evil sorcerer Locke. Like she, she says all of the bad things. They, they still like. Kelby definitely has like a soft spot, and he's like, "No, we're gonna keep. You're coming with us." Um, yep. But then we get to see uh, Lady Day, who's like an, another bounty hunter person. Um, she hires this person named Jojo, who's like this little kid. It seems like. 
um, who's, yeah. been, who's retired, uh, hunt down Philly, and that's kind of where this episode kind of comes to a close. Uh, hence the name Lady and the Kid. Uh, <clears throat> now the next episode, Chris, is kind of... This is you almost think something might actually happen to the turnbuckle here, the old Casey. Yeah. As they they head to their next town. Uh, like, I I don't even know what to even content like to call this place. Um, it's almost like it's another little western town. Um, mm-hmm. everybody kind of goes off on their own in different directions. Billy goes to get supplies. Sam wanders off with this random guy who clearly just wants to like. Like raper, like to to, oh, to, yeah. to put it like frankly, like that's what this guy's intentions are. Um, and then Casey goes off on her own and kind of comes across this like junkyard, and she's like in the past we see like I think this might be the episode where we see like how she met Sam, like when she was collecting scraps and all this stuff, mm-hmm. um, and how she like put Sam like got Sam working again and then became basically like her quote unquote like first friend after Prince Kelby. Um, yeah. But yeah, she meets up with another robot that's just like herself. Um, yeah, with uh, Leet, I believe, is the name of the robot. Yeah, and this one's like, oh, there's tons of us robots. What are you talking about? And they're all, like, deactivated and being smashed by this, like, trash compactor thing. It's kind of like a sad... I don't even know what to call this, this sort of story, but, it, like, basically she tells Casey, she's like, hey, you know, like, once our... We, we've outlived our owners, like, there's no there's no point to being alive, like... And of course, yep. like the last thing that Philly told Casey was like, "I should throw you out," or he, should, he said something mean to her. So when like the other robot asked Casey, like, "What was the last thing your your friend said to you?" Like, it's like the the meanest thing that Philly said to her at the time. So like, exactly. Which, by the way, this whole show, he's just been a total prick, just pretty much using them at every turn. Oh yeah, he's mean to both him and to Sam and uh, Casey, and. They just kind of yeah, unless it suits his needs. They're way too nice for their own good, and like that—that's what gets them into trouble. Like that's why Sam's off with some strange man. Fortunately, she tells a joke, and it like gets her out of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, because like Philly taught her on the way to this town of Zenith. He taught her that like, hey, you know, you need to be like more mean, like more, uh, like more sarcastic, and more like you know, learn insults. And he kind of teaches her insults, which, which are kind of funny. I'll be honest. Yeah, it it gives her a little bit more character, and it comes into play in one of the last episodes. But yeah, because like it's so funny. Like that was actually a pretty funny interaction where the guy she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm meant to have multiple people at the same time," and the guy's like, "What?" Right, <laughs> and then you see her like in this hotel room with like five dudes, and I'm like, "Please no." <laughs> Somebody... Just straight dad joking it up is what's going on. Somebody come to the rescue. Um. But yeah, eventually Philly shows up, gets her out of there, um, and then of course, like Philly, they get the car working because the car has to break down once per episode. Oh, clearly. And then um, Sam's like, "Hey, where's Casey at?" And Casey's kind of like agreed with this other robot and kind of just given up and just topped on like the, the old con- conveyor belt, the conveyor belt line to get smashed and. Uh, of course, Sam jumps in, saves her, tells her, tell her, tell her she's like her best friend. You have meaning in this world. You, you know, the whole yada, yep. yada, yada. Billy's like, okay. The old get, blah, 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 yakety schmackety. Get back in Bessie so we can go to the next town. All right. Yep. Let's do this again. And then, Chris, we now, get to the worst episode Your of anime. absolute favorite. 
I've seen in quite some time. I, and I've seen some bad anime. I've watched Soul Eater Not. I've watched Master Martial Hearts. This is... <laughs> this is a turd. This is a turd. Um, and I don't even... <laughs> I, <laughs> this one starts off, and you're like, okay, they're getting attacked by a giant crab because they took a pearl from it. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's like the snowy area of the desert. I, Whatever. Okay. <laughs> and then they fall in this giant hole, Chris. <laughs> and they... These things are apparently... They have to sing their way out of this mess, Cody. Yeah, there's like... I thought it was going to be like a spider, a group of spiders or something like that. Because like it seems like they land on like webs. But mm. these are actually like... Threads from the mole people that are there... And they have some, like... What are you saying? <laughs> they have, like, flowers on their head. Chris, I have no idea what is happening. This is no one of the it. worst anime episodes of all time. Um, yes. I, I can't, like... <laughs> and, like... I got nothing, man. I got yeah, nothing. And then they, like, have to sing their songs to get across the webs. Dude, I have no idea what the fuck I'm watching. They sing the two I worst songs. I just wanted this episode to end. Yeah, Casey and Sam sing the two worst songs in the history of mankind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Philly just shows up with the crab, and they're like friends now. He's got the Cadillac Bessie on the back of the crab. And they just get out of there. And it, they waste 20 minutes telling this shitty story. It's so fucking bad, dude. This is the worst episode of anime we'll probably ever cover on this podcast. 100%. It's pretty bad. This it's is terrible. A turd. It's an absolute turd. Um, but thankfully, we're away from that, and um, <laughs> then we get to see. Um, I, I, I do like this. I, I think this episode's good. I mean, maybe I'm just jaded because the one before it was pure shit. But I like this town where like everybody works two jobs. Like they're they're, they're the fucking sheriff is the mechanic. Um, yeah, this episode definitely is leagues above. Probably the last couple, honestly, because we get to see the, we finally get to meet Jojo, who was the person that Lady Day hired to kill Philly. Um, yep, and there's kind of like a little murder mystery in this episode because you see one of the waitresses at the at the the tavern getting murdered, basically by somebody. Turns out to be Jojo, um, and you see Sam go get a job to try to get money to get Philly some food while they're fixing the car. Billy ends up getting blamed um, because he was in the room when he because he found the body because he was actually going to go up and beat some cheeks. Uh, the other girl working at the uh, salon, like at the saloon, like she was so desperate for some D, she was like, "Yeah, fuck it, you'll do. Go upstairs." Yeah, she's like, "Go upstairs and take a bath." And then when he goes upstairs, he of course finds the the other waitress. Yep. Yep. Then he gets locked in jail. Um, who is it? Um, JoJo's like pretty much like on the side of the building crying. Basically, with some sob story that his parents were abandoned him and he's an orphan. And nope, he's just a contract killer for hire, man. Basically, an old man stuck in a kid's body. And he hates, he has this kind of Edward Elric complex where he hates being, uh, being called little. Mm-hmm. So, and he's got some really cool, I, I love the fucking finger gun, by the way. I love that shit. Oh, yeah. And of course, Sam, when she gets fired from the bar because she, like, breaks through a table or something because like yeah she, she pretty much causes guests to just leave because they don't understand what she's saying and like she breaks like that she like she, i don't know like the get like the, there's these guests at a table that are like straight like flirting with her and she just like becomes dead weight like she's so heavy the guy can't like hold her and just drops her through a table 
Yeah, so when she gets fired, of course, JoJo, being the, the little bounty hunter con man he is, Sam's like, oh, you remind yeah. me of Philly. You should you should meet my friend Philly. Come with me. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and then, of course, we get we do get a cool little fight here between Sam and, and Philly, um, while yeah. Philly's also in jail and then ends up getting out of jail, of course. But uh, Yeah, of course. Yeah, but uh, a, this episode's pretty okay. This episode isn't bad. Uh, the first six minutes of time-wasting filler nonsense is a little annoying because, like, we see Sam go into town and she, like, finds a, uh, like, a, a casino chip and then she puts it on, like, zero for the, uh, like, the roulette wheel or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. Like, she wins a ton of money and then we just watch her, like, have a hole in the bag with it. all the chips and, like, spill it all over town. And, like, it just six minutes, I literally paused it, and I was like, that was six minutes of time that they just wasted. Yep. Just to say she's broke yeah. again. I was like. They took the long way to get there. That's like, for we damn sure. You were broke when you got here. Just say, all right, I'm going to go get a job. Like. Yeah. We didn't that, need. That was easy. We didn't need six minutes. We could have had six minutes more telling me about, I don't know, any yeah. any of the plot. <laughs> or of JoJo and yeah. Billy fighting, because I thought their fight was pretty cool. Yeah, like we could have got some more about Gara's Keep, this place that we have nothing about. Uh, we could have got yeah. a lot, um, but we did. But yeah, of and course. Cody, that uh, that brings us into pretty much the the final wing of this show, man. Like we're going right into pretty much in in typical anime fashion, which also pisses me off that they don't finish their plate. Why are the last two episodes a fucking two parter if we're not gonna finish it? I don't know, Chris, but we've we have both groups arriving at Gara's Keep. Um, Prince Kelby yep. and Odin, Gar and uh, yep. only to find that Gar's Keep has already been um, basically infiltrated by our villains here, and we actually get to see probably the coolest group of villains that we've seen yet. Yeah, with no backstory to them, of course, they're just Wonderful. cool looking. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, they. Uh, Odin heads in. Uh, gets ambushed. Gets captured. Gets ambushed, captured, tortured by some cool-looking bad guys. Um, meanwhile, we got Philly's group showing up from the opposite side. Um, and this is where we start to see that, like, we... I can't remember if it's here. I think it is here, where we start to see that Philly also has, like, an interest in Kelby. Um, yep, this is where we get to see that grudge. That's right. And, of course, this all... While they're torturing Odin, you know, Kelby and the girl from the rival clan, I can't remember her name, um, but they like yeah. they like break in to rescue him essentially. Um, but then it seems like she's turned on Kelby. She's like, oh, I, you know, I'm I'm I told you from the beginning I'm with, you know, the sorcerer Locke who's captured your father. Yada yada yada. And blah blah blah. blah. It seems like yeah, she's like shmackety. she's like turning her back on them, but like which seems very obvious because she was already part of the rival group. And said this from the very beginning, but then she like goes back. Either she like doubles back on that later on. I I got nothing. Ah, <sighs> Chris. Cody, um, nothing. the big thing that happens here is that we find out Kelby finds out that his dad's been killed. Um, because we see yeah, like in in a random scene we see Sorcerer Locke just kill the dad randomly. It just like squeezes him to death, and it's like all right. Which I. It's, I guess, supposed to mean something to the audience that we have no... I mean, I have no idea who this guy is. I just know he's the king. That's it. Um, yeah, I got nothing. But yeah. Because so, we, didn't, we didn't get to meet him, know him long enough to... Yeah, like, I don't I don't even care. Like, like it, it's hard to care. Um, 
And then, of course, our the other group of characters, we got Sam and all them bust in. And, uh... <laughs> it's time for the final showdown, man. We got our group of villains. We've got our group of heroes. We got Philly, who's still trying to kill the prince. And then we have... Um, then we also have, like... Yeah, we have, like, four characters that can't make up their damn mind. We have the girl that's from the rival clan, who's like, am I gonna turn in Prince Kelby or save his life? Like, she debates on this a few times. Kelby suddenly becomes an asshole to Sam for whatever reason. Uh, I guess because he's, like, sad that his dad died, but, like... Me. Sure. Uh, Philly, of course, now wants to take out Kelby because, I guess, the people that killed his parents were... Octians or whatever the town's called, Botkas, yep. Botkins. Uh, Botka. Yeah. Dude, I, I, I have no idea who I'm supposed to cheer for at this point. It's a mess. It is definitely a it mess. Is. It's all just a jumbled mess. Well, yeah, because like the girl like betrays Odin and Kelby, and then like, Kelby gets let free, <laughs> and then, like, then she's on their side. I'm like, you. What? <laughs> what am I watching, dude? I have no idea what the fuck is going on anymore. Um, yeah, same. yeah, you see, like, Philly's starting to pull the gun on Kelby, and then uh, Casey's like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, hey, you go back and make sure that Odin and them get out of that room all right. And then, like, he confronts Kelby, and then Sam's, like, losing her mind because she doesn't know if she should protect Kelby or if she should protect Sam, um, which she has an issue with for the rest of the show quite literally um and yeah uh and here we are eventually they make it all they all make it outside uh we have a big fight they have like this airship thing uh sam turns into like this fucking super cannon buster robot yeah and... apparently she is she isn't just a a fucking like companion robot, she's like an ancient piece of technology. She's basically what's called a war golem. Yeah, she's, that, a, she's like, a cannon this, buster, this, Chris. Yeah, there, wow. there it is, Cody. There it is. It all comes full circle. You know, but like they make it seem like it's kind of a big reveal, but in the first episode, the first bounty hunter is like, "Oh, she's a cannon buster." <laughs> so yep. like, like I, I don't know. Um, and then of course it's like, I I don't know. We we see yeah, like but they then... they're of course their airship turns into a mech and then they have like a mech fight. Casey riding in Bessie gets defeated and then like mm-hmm. Sam of course goes into her robot mode, takes it out and then like pulls the gun on Philly and then like debates on shooting him like five different fucking times. And I'm like, okay, just continue the story. Like just Please. get on with it. You're not gonna kill him. He's immortal. <laughs> He's immortal. <laughs> like... I don't care how many times she shoots him. Like it, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. She could melt him with that fucking buster <laughs> cannon bullshit she has, and it's it, just like, yeah, it doesn't matter. He'll be dude, right back, dude. And while they're right wasting, back. while they're wasting all of this time, they let the prince get captured again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and then when the dust settles, it's like, well, I guess we need to go find the prince. Oh, and I guess we did forget to say nine shows up randomly and fights one of the guys. Oh yeah, can't yeah, forget whatever. that. Um, yeah, he needed beer. He literally showed up. He was like, I'm out of beer. I'm back. Yeah, which for fucking, some reason... this made... is the coolest guy in the show. And they just have beer then? I'm like... Yeah, it made no fucking sense, dude. And... Yeah, <laughs> like, you drank all the beer to begin with. They've been poor ever since. And now they just have beer. Get me off this ride. Chris. And and then, like, we don't even get to see... We don't get to see the Sorcerer Locke. 
Prince Kelby's nope, captured. Ends. It's over. The show is over. The show is done. Yeah, that's that's it. That's the end of season one. And just from the way shit shook down, I'm pretty certain we ain't gonna see season two. Chris, if there's a season two, I'm pretty sure there people will riot. <laughs> like Lashawn Thomas better go into hiding if he tries to fire off a season two. I can't even believe he has another show. You better uh, found that hole that Osama bin Laden was in. <laughs> Dude, cause like, oh my god, what a mess of a show. Uh, yeah, started off great. very interesting. I thought the first, the first episode, and then the stuff with like Mama Hitch and her kids, were cool. Um, after that, it was like, all right, car broke down. Here's the town. Here's the bed. They're dead. Okay, cars. Here's the clown. Here's the town. That's literally what it is. Yeah, like the car breaks down every single episode, or falls in a hole, or whatever other excuse they want to make. There's a big bad, which isn't so bad because our main character is immortal. Yep, and that, and that was my biggest problem, dude. Like, never had the stakes been any more medium. <laughs> they uh, were so medium the whole time. Yeah, it, it's it is a it's a very forgettable anime, um, to say the least. Yeah, but, and uh, Cody, I think we've already. I mean, I'm I'm done talking about this, and I think we kind of already said where this show is going to end up. I mean, we're just we're taking this right to the bottom. We're taking the trash out of the bin and putting this into the bottom. Straight to the bottom, Chris. This is. Let me pull up our list real quick here. The uh, void. This is number twelve. We've covered twelve different animated, animated. Can I, can I just go ahead and put it at number like fifty and just fill in the blank? <laughs> we could probably do that. I can I can make some room here. Um, but yeah, as I look through this list of anime we have, I mean, it it's just. It makes me respect Samurai Champloo so much more. I wish I was less hard on that show. Um, and I guess it makes I was like regular Helsing so much more. Absolutely, I'd rather watch regular Helsing ten more times before I ever have to watch this shit again. Like this is bad. Yeah. The show, and is... it's a shame, right? Because like the intro, the intro was very good, and the outro was very good. I mean, right. it won't know Helsing original outro, but like no, <laughs> like the the intro gets you in the mood, gets you grooving, like you're ready. To watch this really cool show, then it's like, oh my god, please, I can't wait to listen to the intro on the next episode. Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately, we have 20 minutes of dog shit in between the intro and the outro. <laughs> the uh, smelliest of dog shits. Yeah. Man. I think if we had our anime rankings and our movie rankings all on the same thing, this is still at the bottom. This is just... Yeah, I agree. This is, like, agree. like you said, we were due for a dud. Um, yeah, and... Maybe maybe we've become too highfalutin with all the good stuff we've been watching lately, but no, like, and that's like, and here's the thing, I I don't think it's entirely dog shit. There was some, again, like, there were some really bright shining things that were happening here, but it was just, I don't know, man. Like, there was just like, it didn't really, I didn't care, Cody. I just didn't care. Yeah, I mean, I told you before we started the episode, Chris. I fell asleep. Even every episode, I was dozing off. I was like, I can't even like stay awake sitting up. Like I'm still falling asleep. Like I'm not tired. I'm just tired of watching. Yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. rough. The man. stakes have never been more medium on a show. Just because like they made the character, they made the main character way too powerful. It made him way too powerful right <laughs> off the bat. Like again, like I said, I think they could have just grounded him the front load. Like even if that's something that pops up later in in the comic. You need to front load limited lives, man. Like, don't put the cheat code, you know, don't let him have the cheat code right off the bat. Like, you know, give him something. Give him something that 
you know, like I would have liked to have seen a lot of uh, some of his deaths in the show be like, like accidental, right? Like make him kind of accident prone or something like make him. It's like, well, fuck, you stepped on a landmine. Well, that's a life wasted. I can't waste too many of these because I need to get my revenge. You know what I mean? Like they need to make it so like he has all these lives that he can use to get the revenge he's seeking. Absolutely. Like he it should have like some weight to it. Um, Like he shouldn't yep. just be Kenny from South Park. That's 100% <laughs> what he is, dude. That's literally what this character is. 100%. And Fucking unreal. And I mean, even as, like, you can clearly, I I know animes take from each other and they, like, take certain aspects, but this is clearly, sure. this is Trigun Spike Spiegel. This is Vosh the Spiegel. Like, this is, like. Vosh the Spiegel, yes. Like, his hair is Spike Spiegel's, his, he is wanted, he, dude. He has a stupid revolver like Vash has. Yeah, it is. I mean, the only thing that didn't happen was, like, the weird alien stuff at the end. Uh, yeah, a, no, like, absolutely. But, I mean, I think that's probably better than this ending. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd have, I'd have been okay with that. I would have definitely been okay with it. But yeah, I think I've something, had a... Something. I, Chris, I, we are just knocking out genres that I don't want to see again. Like, I'm good on samurais, I'm good on vampires, I'm good on... Uh, cyber westerns. Cyber westerns. We're... We are knocking yeah. out. I, not that the vampires did bad or anything, or the other cyber westerns, or you know, or the samurais. Even they were all pretty good. But yeah, this one, this one definitely. Uh, I, I need to get away from this genre and just regroup, right? Absolutely, Chris. And uh, we will be because uh, we're going to be covering the Promised Neverland season one yeah. next. Hell of a segue. Hell of a segue there, Chris. Um, but yeah, season one on Netflix. I believe it's ten episodes. I'll double check here. Okay. Um. It seems it sounds good. I I read the premise of it and it, you know, it it, it seems okay. Uh, Never heard of it. This will be in, this will be a new to me. I've heard a lot of people suggesting this as like a good anime to start on. Um, Interesting. Okay. I don't know how much any of those people have seen, but you know, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll, find, we'll, we'll find out. Well, yeah, we'll make that choice for ourselves if we're gonna anything ever... to wash the taste of Cannon Busters out of my mouth. Yeah. And. Y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. Y'all let this y'all let this win over Evangelion. I'm blaming you. Yeah. Not you specifically, Cody, <laughs> but you. Yeah. Um for a good intro show of this this should have never even It's it's unfortunate, Chris. It seems like every time we throw a throwaway on the polls, <laughs> they just somehow win and we're like They they know. They well, just know. Alright. <laughs> yeah, this... yeah, they knew they knew what the, they knew what was up. And this beat Promised Neverland on Twitter. I just gave it the benefit of the doubt due to Facebook votes. But like, no, that's fair. Neon Genesis. Come on, guys. What are we doing? What's going on? What, what, get to Twitter, guys. Shonen and Suds <laughs> on Twitter, yes. on Facebook. Vote, okay? That way we don't have to watch this bad shit anymore. Um, yep. And Cody, I believe so. We're just to kind of you know do a little bit of housekeeping real quick before we sign off. So next week is Promised Neverland. Never Neverland. Neverland, which is one season. Um, and then by that, we should have the next season of Seven Deadly Sins. Am I correct? We'll be close. So, And they, if we don't, we can always throw a movie in there. Yeah, I think that'll be fine, because I think it'll give us a break. So we'll do... Yeah, because... Yeah, so... so Let's see here. God damn it. We got today's the fifteenth, so on the twenty second we'll cover Promise Neverland. It is twelve episodes, I'm right. So it'll be just like okay. just like this. Uh, there is a second season, but the second season 
just aired in English, or it hasn't even okay. aired in English. It doesn't come out until June 20th, 2021, so it'll probably be later on to Netflix, probably not till like, okay. next year, honestly. Um, <clears throat> so once that becomes more widely available, mm-hmm. uh, like Hulu, Netflix, all that stuff, we'll, we'll cover the second season, even though I've heard nothing but horrible things about it. Um, mm-hmm. we, we finish our plate here at Shonen, unfortunately. That's right, we do. That's right. And, uh, which is why we have to continue Seven Deadly Sins in two weeks. Um, yeah, because I think Seven Deadly Sins comes out like the, the that like the Friday. Like... It'll, be, it'll be Monday the twenty eighth. Okay, so perfect. Well, I mean, so we may need to give That's a what... week so we can watch it. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll do a movie that way. We don't gotta binge twelve episodes of Seven Deadly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Monday. Yeah, so, oh, God, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Yeah, we might just take all of July. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Jeez. Just um, do one, just the rest of the rest of twenty twenty one. Just cover one episode a week. That's all we can stomach. Yeah, so we'll do Promise Neverland season one next week, and then yeah, then we'll following... put up a movie poll. Why yeah, not? so we actually we'll, we'll need a movie poll here. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, we will. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I could I could wrap some off the cob right now if you uh you know some nominees. I think I'm honestly gonna take the cop out and kind of go with some of my other picks from the last two weeks or from our last movie pool. Yeah. I, I was actually thinking the same thing. There's some movie, there's some definitely some movies I think we should watch. What did we nominate last time? I nominated project Aiko and project street Aiko. fighter two. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to stick with those project Aiko, street fighter two. Oh, uh, I'm going to nominate Jinro, the wolf brigade. And Let's see. Let's see. We've got General, the Wolf Brigade, and let's go with Lensman. How do you spell that, Chris? Like uh, Lens, like L-E-N-S-E-M-A-N. It's all okay. one word. Okay. Lensman. Is that on, like, I'm guessing that's not, that sounds like an Amazon I it, Prime. I, it, I, it's either on Amazon Prime or you can probably watch it on YouTube. It's an old one. It was it was again. It was that middle movie that came out during that anime, that anime weekend that uh, Vampire Hunter D came out on. Okay, is it? Wait, maybe I'm looking up the wrong. Let's see, in 1987, 1984. Of... Yeah, one of those. Lensman, the kid, the the story of Kim uh, Kim Kinnison against the Boscone Empire. Oh, what a great movie. It absolutely can't be worse than Cannon Busters. I know that for a fact. Nothing. Nothing, Cody. I could write my own anime right now. It's probably going to be better than Cannon Busters. <laughs> well, guys, look forward to that poll. Like I said, follow us on Shonen Insides. It's going to be between Lensman, Project Aiko, General the Wolf Brigade, and the Street Fighter II 1994 movie? 94? Yeah. Um, but for now, Promise Neverland. It's been heavily asked for for us to actually cover on the show. Um, yeah, and I'm excited. I'm excited. I've heard nothing but good things as well. I know nothing about it, but it's a name. It's a name that I keep hearing. So yeah, and it's on Netflix. It's on Hulu. Um, probably a few other places. Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna watch it on Netflix just because it's probably the most convenient yeah. for me, to be honest. Um, okay. Me too. Yeah, guys, uh, that's gonna. I think that's gonna do it for this week. Chris, you got anything else before we uh, before we sign off of talking about this this dog shit anime? <laughs> this turd. No, man, that's all I got. Just really excited to kind of, you know, bring us up. This episode felt kind of negative, but I guess it was a turd. Um, and again, I, I jokingly say I blame you, but I don't really. I mean, we're, we're, we expect to watch some turds. And, and like we said at the top of this thing, man, we've, uh, we've had a lot of good ones that we've watched. So I think we're getting kind of spoiled. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, 
But you know, with you said your birthday's tomorrow, correct, Chris? It is. It so is I will ask fact. our viewers, our listeners, guys, let's vote for Jinro, the Wolf Brigade, for Chris's birthday. Oh, man. Because oh, man. we've nominated Jinro, I think, on every movie poll. <laughs> Damn near it, because it's a good movie. It's a good, it's a sleeper movie. It's one of those, there's no, there's no fucking Weibo shit in it. No, no fan, there's no bullshit. There's no geometry. We've just got a gritty, down-to-earth, dystopian, fucking police state story. And there's spies, and there's double crosses. It's a good fucking movie. Yeah, I, honest, I honestly hope that wins. Uh, or Street Fighter. I'm also. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll take either one. Actually, I'm fine with any of these. Anything to get. Yeah, honestly, of same. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> Cannon Buster season two better never come out. Um, Please God, no. And if any of you suggest no, like, us to watch Yosuke, those... any anybody yeah, suggests us to watch Yosuke, we're not doing it until everybody gets their uh, their Kickstarter rewards yes. for Cannon Buster. Exactly. Yeah. We're, yeah. Yosuke is off the table. Until and I'm actually gonna take it off my Netflix list as soon as I get done. Yeah, I don't even want to watch yeah, it. Anymore. It is off the yeah, it's off the table until everybody that backed Cannon Busters gets their rewards. That's right. Um, so we'll never watch it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's gonna do it for this episode. I am Cody Snodgrass, and I am Chris Adams. And thank you, thank you once again for tuning in. We'll see you next week.